This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org, on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown, and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. Relationships are challenging. That's that's what the older generation would tell us. They would tell us that it takes work, it takes trust, it takes love, it takes commitment, it takes being open to each other. We hear it all the time. You just have to work at a good relationship. But what happens when you're in a bad relationship? How do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? How do you know if the communication isn't your only problem? That's the reason we got together today with Rainy Howard. Rainy is a CEO, author, designer, relationship and lifestyle strategist. She is a powerhouse when it comes to the relationship aspect. Rainy also hosts and produces her own YouTube show and podcast, which is really, really, really popular. It has over a million hits on YouTube. It's just it talks about everything across the board. Today, we're going to talk to Rainy about toxic relationships how to online date properly, what are some online dating red flags that you should look out for, and how do you know if you're communicating properly? Rainy and her husband, they wrote a book called Deciding to Love, which we're going to dive into because you have to make a decision to love someone that you're in a relationship with. It's almost impossible to do it any other kind of way. There's a lot of things that we don't necessarily do correctly as guys, but this is our chance to get some of that information and make sure that we can be better men for the relationships that we're in. Sit back and relax. Welcome to Suave Sessions with Rainy Howard. I guess to start, how did you how did you become a relationship advisor? Like, how does that work? Well, it was really a, a natural progression. Um, it started with me just blogging, sharing my story, sharing about my marriage. Um, my husband and I, we have been married for more than seventeen years. We got married really young. And um, we were college students, finishing college when we got married and started our family and everything. And we learned a lot. <laughs> we grew up fast, <laughs> learned a lot about relationships. And um, a couple of years, it was a few years ago, I started blogging. I want to say back in like 2015. And I just started sharing my truth about my relationship and it really resonated with my audience, with people um, connecting. And then I started writing books and it was really just me sharing my story. And, and you know, I think we all can relate to relationships and how we evolve as individuals, whether it's our relationships with family members, our romantic relationship, you know, we learn something about each other as we, you know, have these relationships. 
yeah no absolutely and i think that's where relationships become interesting um because a lot of people don't realize you have to put in work in relationships and even if it's a great relationships there's still gonna be there's gonna be obstacles um and then when we hit those obstacles we feel like the relationship isn't working but it's just that's the nature of any relationship that you're in you're going to have moments exactly as you're evolving because here's the thing you know in any relationship you become another person after years you know like I'm sure you can say you're not who you were 10 years ago. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You know, so <laughs> we evolve and as we go through the progression of who we are, the relationship has to evolve. The relationship goes through those shifts. And so, yeah, it's definitely um, a growing process and it can feel like a challenge when you're mm -hmm. trying to control because a lot of people want to control their relationships and they want it to be this way instead of allowing the love to evolve and learning you know about this person and the friendship and all of that yeah and i think do you my perspective i think that it's all it's always great to be friends before relationships start um do you kind of see that as the same guideline I totally agree. I believe friendship is very, very important to the foundation of the relationship because every, like you say, every relationship will have its challenges. But when you have a friendship, you know, you could be going through something, but with your friend, you sit down, you get to laughing about some, watching your right. family, you have that connection where even though you could be going through some in your life, if you have that friendship, it can help make that process more of a flow and an easier, you know, um, just way of passing through whatever it is you're going through. And then on the other side of the challenging situation, you, you, you have this more enduring, more quality type love relationship. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's interesting because now, um, for the most part, quarantine is over, but a lot of people are still home-based. So like a lot of jobs are now at home and people are spending more time in their houses. Um, how do you see that working with people at this point? You know, I think right now with the big shift, um, I think people are starting to be more settled into the new norm. I think in the beginning of the pandemic, it was a shock for everyone. And I think it was a big shock for a lot of relationships, a lot of relationships that struggled, that had different um, issues that were you know, going on before the pandemic. Once everyone shut down and they were stuck, you know, around each other, it was it was a challenge. You know, that's something because there was a study that showed how in China their divorce rate went up tremendously in during the pandemic. And a lot of people said they were divorced because they didn't have enough space because they were like they mm. need more space being in the pandemic. And, and what it, what the article really said was how, you know, people need their personal space. So even in a relationship, it's important that you have your me time, <laughs> you have your quiet time, you have your own time, 
you know so that's what i say i say you know even though we can be shut down and locked in together make sure you have some time to yourself everyone needs it <laughs> so important everybody needs their own time like <laughs> that is that's an understatement and i think what's even more interesting now is because again you have this this time that everyone is finding out more about themselves and realizing like what kind of relationship they're actually in so whereas before you could say you know we're cool but now it's just like are we like are are we good or are we really not right right exactly and i think being able to have that space to yourself you can really get clear on what what things really are you know where you are and where you stand in that relationship yeah absolutely um therapy has been huge over the last maybe year and a half but especially over the last year um do you do you see that as an important part of a relationship at this point like people should be doing therapy individually and as couples like because you know we we get into arguments and sometimes it's just you need an outside voice who does not know you and can give you a very impartial opinion on what's happening. Yeah, I agree. I think therapy is important. I think especially when the couple is willing to do it. You know, some people aren't comfortable and don't feel the need to. um, But it's something that my husband and I um, felt that was um, helpful at a time in our relationship where um, and what we did was we we didn't go to couples therapy. He had a therapist. You know, I, I you know, had a therapist and I had other ways of therapy. Right. And it was good for, like you said, non-biased, being able to talk things out, being able to, um, without having the personal um, relationship, you know, opinion on how you're feeling and your thoughts, being able to really communicate and get that out. And so it can be helpful. I think another thing is I always tell people, and we wrote about this in our book, my husband and I wrote a book called Deciding to Love. And I always tell people to learn how to not take things personally, because a lot of times we get so offended by, you know, what the other person say. And we think that it's about us when really that individual couldn't be going through something, you know? And, and me mm-hmm. as a woman, I had to learn. A lot of times women think men are just so strong, which they are, but men have a sensitive side and they have, they get emotional and, you know, and it's important <laughs> to understand that <laughs> instead of yeah. just like, you should be able to handle this, you know? And right. not being, you know, thoughtful of how he may be feeling. Yeah. And I think I think that makes it it makes a really good point as well, because it's one of the big aspects of our magazine is getting men to be more transparent and to open up and talk about things that might be uncomfortable or could have been taboo in the past. And just really starting to build that communication level to where you can have this conversation now, whereas before you may have you may not have done it. And like, while again, we like to call ourselves strong and be strong, 
like there's very soft sides of men that we are so guarded about and it's like if you get to that point you find like an amazing guy yeah. but it's just it's getting that wall down to be able to be transparent and communicate feelings and not feel like quote unquote a punk <laughs> for yeah. for saying this yeah. is how i feel like you hurt my feelings yesterday when you exactly. said this <laughs> but instead we blow up because that's what we're that's what we're used to yes and i think that's the thing that a lot of women are learning and some just don't understand and don't know um because they look at the image the projection of a man and not really know like no you he could be broken just like you 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 looking at how you're feeling and how you need this and you need that but what about how he's you know feeling and what he needs so really being understanding and not taking everything personally being able to listen and understand is so important yeah no absolutely so when you you decide you're going to write books um what made you say let me put this on paper like let me let me share this part of my life with everyone else like how did that how did that work it was it was really you know what it's it was such a natural process because i've always wrote i've always wrote in my journal since I was like in middle school <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I've always been very transparent in my writing as far as like what I was going through so when I started writing these books and and really the relationship books and talking about my story it was just like me journaling me just being open me and then connecting psychology with that and my research and studying and other you know quotes and things like that it, it just really came together into books and in the in my audience's majority women it was like they felt like i was sharing their story and i was speaking yeah. to them and they felt like they could resonate to the writing because it was just so real and um <clears throat> yeah so that process was very organic it was really a flow it was really just me being real just being who i am and and sharing that me growing up um in a single parent home my father being in prison most of my childhood not really having a lot of male figures around and and getting to the age where i became a teenager and it was just like i was boy crazy i was just boy mm -hmm. crazy i was just really in that desperate place and a lot of women can relate to that and, and, you know, it just talked about how, you know, how you attract certain people into your life when you're in that state. And it is, it really, it really was me sharing my story and just connecting. And then I started coaching other women and talking to other women. And I realized that so many women are broken and dealing with the past of a breakup, a heart. All right, so I know you guys enjoy listening to Suave Sessions while I'm talking to some of my favorite celebrities and interviewing them and finding out more about their lives. But I'm also on a podcast with five of my friends from childhood 
and we've been friends for over 30 years. And now we're coming back together as adults and having conversations as grown men from the black perspective. It gets a little funny. There's some of the topics that we talk about, there were things from relationships, uh, for these guys being fathers, husbands. Uh, we talk about police brutality, we talk about um, different things with the music industry and with the fashion industry. We talk about things from music to fashion to culture to what the standards are of being a man, what it's like to have a guy coat. Check us out. Look us up on any podcast platform that you're already listening to right now. It's GQ the podcast. That's G C U E the podcast. Check us out. Have some fun. Come laugh with us. And those things are really baggage to having a healthy relationship. And so that led me to write Addicted to Pain. Renew your mind, renew your spirit from a toxic relationship. Because that's really what was a big issue, you know. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. Because recently, um, like social media has been doing this thing where it's saying people actually are attracted to toxic relationships. And it's like, it wasn't until I started reading, I was like, that's really true. Yeah. And I don't understand why, but yeah. it's like you, like, it's like, if, if we're not arguing, this isn't working. Like, why are we not arguing about this? And then it's like, you have to, you find yourself creating an argument over nothing just so that you can have the argument. And it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. When I first started the research of toxic love addiction years ago, when I was writing Addicted to Pain, it was like, I was the same way like you, like this makes no sense, but it really, it's an addiction just like somebody can be addicted to drugs. It's like there are chemicals in your your brain where you just, after so long, you crave tension the energy of tension and frustration you need that release of that strife and then once it's done then it's like okay i got my high i got my fix you know and it's it's really unhealthy and and it's yeah. really something people need to be aware of because they're not aware of it and they're not aware of how it's affecting them and how it can be detrimental to their health so that is it's insane like I it's just when you think about it like your your mind wants you to have toxicity in it yeah. to make you feel better like it's just it's really weird but I mean this is what people again are drawn to and then you get in that situation and then it's just it's a complaint it's like why am I living like this it's like why are you living like this? <laughs> and, you know it's like why are you yeah but, um, something that I've been having more conversations about is choosing to be happy. And sometimes choosing to be happy may mean leaving 
relationships that you thought were good for you and the concept of that relationship is great but the actual relationship isn't great um so what that ended up boiling down to is that people go into a relationship based on the thought and the concept of that relationship like this is what i think this relationship is going to be and then they try to find it after they're in the relationship so is it what do you do i guess that's like <laughs> that's the main like like how do you how do you enter into a healthy relationship and are we just jumping into relationships too easily at this point i think what it is see what happens is you begin to have a certain pattern like if you was in a toxic relationship before and you was used to people treating you a certain way and you was used to you know just the toxic energy when you find something healthy if you're not healthy yourself and aligning yourself there it will feel weird and i and here's an example so years ago before i met my husband i had been in like <laughs> some terrible relationships <laughs> like like the player the user the cheater you know just guys low self-esteem didn't want to you know acknowledge me and different things and so when i met my husband and he was like so such a gentleman opened the door for me i was turned off <laughs> like what are you doing i hate like... to say it but yes you know the toxic just the pattern and so I had to like really get used to receiving like good treatment, you know, and like, okay, all right, you know. And so I think a lot of people, they have to allow themselves to know they deserve better, to know that they can have better and be open to receive better. See, people really struggle with receiving better. They yeah. rather settle because settling is what they're familiar with. It's what they used to. So it feels weird to have something great and healthy when you're used to this toxic mess. Mm -hmm. It feels like love feels weird to somebody who's used to abuse. Yeah. Because they have a uh, just a distorted mindset when it comes to love, you know? not real love they think is love you know and so it's really renewing your mind and working on yourself and I always talk about self-love and being able to love yourself because the way you care for yourself is the way you're going to teach other people how to care for you yeah and, it, yeah. and it's and it, the foundation of that yeah I thought it was it was just it's weird when you hear someone say like something's wrong. It's like, okay, well, what's wrong? We're not arguing. Like, why is that wrong? Like, when, <laughs> like if 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 he actually cared about me, he would argue with me. I'm like, girl, you are crazy as hell. Like, <laughs> you, know why? you know why? Because they believe that if you're arguing, you're fighting for them, or you're 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 really putting something towards some energy that makes them think. Like, okay, I feel that energy. You really serious about that. That means to that person that you care, even though on the other side, that's a, 
clear sign. If you believe that that's weird, then that's a clear sign you're not aligned with that kind of person. And that's yeah. not the kind of person for you. But somebody who likes that, who who gets excited about the arguments and, and the breakups and then the makeups and they like that emotional roller coaster, then they're more aligned to that type of relationship. And so yeah. you gotta ask yourself, what what is it that you really desire? Do you want that? You know, because some people find it attractive. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no, it is it's draining. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like arguing period becomes draining. So it's like you just have to find out how to communicate, and then set guidelines as far as like you know if it gets to this point we should probably just like step away for a little bit and then come back to the conversation later like yeah. if you're yelling you're not listening to each other anymore and then someone's going to say what they quote unquote say i didn't really mean it it was just an anger but it's like the person that heard that you can't unhear it yeah so whether it was an anger or not like now that's something that you feel like that person is actually thinking yes and, and 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 basically like like you said you have to make boundaries you have to teach people how to treat you you got to let them know this is what i'll accept this is what i'm not going to accept you know and yeah. if that person is willing to work on that and to you know evolve on that level with you and and work on those things then great some people will they may be willing to change and to evolve because they really value the relationship they really want to make it work and then there are people who may not and so you you got to make the decision on like whether or not this is what i want to settle for or deal with yeah what is what's a way to for a couple what's a what's a like in your opinion like what's the exercise like a way to start building on communication if that's something that is lacking in a relationship i think a great thing you want to do is to first of all <laughs> this is huge because when it comes to building communication you got to be willing to listen to each other um we can get caught up in wanting to be heard and wanting our point to be made and and even wanting to be right. And there are times when you got to ask yourself, is it more important to be right or is it more important to be loved and and to be heard, you know, and, and to really work this relationship out or whatever? Because being right, it can you can be right but you can be right and lose that relationship and you could be right and hurt that person's feelings to a yeah. point to where they're not willing to work through it. And so yeah. I think people should really analyze that, you know, and, and being willing. And if it makes more sense to be in love than to just be right, then listen. Then even if you don't agree, agree to disagree it's okay yeah. it's not it is okay you know <laughs> it's okay you sometimes you just gotta do it it's like it's just it's the safest way to go like yeah. i would agree on this like it's not important I like this relationship like <laughs> you got it i think it's ugly you think it's beautiful <laughs> right whatever just cool <laughs> um so with 
relationships and social media. Um, I have a firm belief that you need to keep aspects of your relationship very personal. And certain things just really should not be on social media. Some people go as far as saying like, I don't even talk about my relationship on social media. Is there is there a line of what should and should not be discussed publicly on social media? Because people want to just give everything to folks that don't know them. Oh, that is so <laughs> That is just so everything. Big, big situation now. I've had I've seen people marry people that go through divorce that talk about it on social media and bash the other person and it's really really not worth it because in the long run people are gonna look at you like why they know your business but now they have a level of disrespect because it's like why would you do that to your your spouse or your ex-spouse you was once showing all these beautiful loving pictures and, and you in love and now now you talking about she won't let me see the kids and all of this stuff it's like why so right. i think it's so important like you said to have it private social media is about being social. You're not gonna air out your dirty laundry <laughs> to the strangers on the streets. If you do that, if if you're not gonna do that, go up to a stranger and say, hey, I'm going through this and, and my wife is dead. <laughs> then why would you do that on social media? You know how many strangers that don't even know you that's now mm -hmm. judging you because of that. So and giving you feedback. It's judgment with feedback. Like you're in the comments <laughs> arguing now. And like, you just open up the door for all these people to come in and to give their opinion. Like mm -hmm. perfect strangers, you're sharing it all. It's no, yeah. I, I agree. I think I think you really should um have those boundaries, you know, on social media, treat it like these are all strangers. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't with want you don't want people to know your personal, you know, financial information and job information. They shouldn't know your relationship information like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What are boundaries with friends and family is another big thing. Like, I know now it's, it's a lot of, you know, what my family doesn't like this person in a relationship with. And that's probably always going to be an issue. Um, but even when you have a problem in a relationship and then going to talk to friends and family about that problem, the issue becomes like if you resolve it in your relationship, they still have that information. So it's like, we don't like this person because of this thing they did six years ago and we haven't let it go. Meanwhile, you're fine, but now nobody likes your spouse. So it's, again, it's, it's a, a boundary thing with yeah. going outside the relationship to talk to people about it. So it's definitely an issue. It's something that my husband and I, from the beginning, we made a commitment to not do that, to not go to family about our relationship, to work things out among ourselves, to seek counseling. We did marriage retreats. We did different things to invest in our marriage, um, read books together, you know, really 
pour it into our relationship because yeah. it's not just something that you just think it's supposed to be just easy to work through. But we surrounded ourselves with wise counsel outside of family. We, we didn't go to family. Yeah. And, and that's probably why we have done a great job in these 17 <laughs> years of marriage. We haven't had anyone in our problems, in our business, or get, got upset, had an argument and called my mom. None of that. And I think mm-hmm. you have to keep it that way. Yeah. You know, you have to keep it that way. Respect your relationship because outsiders, they will not understand and they will treat your spouse differently and it can hinder your entire relationship. It can bring a lot of resentment up. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally stand firm on that. Keep it in your relationship. What's up, y'all? So I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of Suave Sessions. I guess we can call it an episode, (laughs) but I want to make sure that you guys also get over to our magazine website, www.suave.com, and you also check out our videos on YouTube, which are about to take an amazing turn, um, which you can find those videos at the Suave Magazine page as well. Um, There are issues that you can read on the magazine site and you can keep in touch with us across social media. Everything is Suave Magazine. Thank you as always for your support. We 150% appreciate it. You guys have been rocking out with us for a long time and we do not take that for granted. So as always, y'all spread some love and stay suave. Peace. Don't talk to your relatives about it. Nothing. I mean, like it's just no. Like, how's everything's good? We're cool. And like you said, it's important to have the non-biased viewpoints instead of Mm -hmm. oh, that's my daughter and that's my son and that's my yeah, you know. Exactly. Now you you have a book now again with your husband. going from writing alone to writing with someone else how was that and you know what steps did you take in the writing process to make sure that, like you're on the same accord or did you even have to be on the same accord to write this book yeah you know that that is really something that um it took us a while to write this last book together deciding to love um because it, we really were really transparent about our relationship and about our process of healing and and even evolving in our marriage and the arguments the disagreements the frustration the communication problems so when we first started writing a book we had to take a break i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> those start coming out it's like oh we need to work on this first <laughs> like so so i'm gonna walk away because we're gonna agree to disagree <laughs> Right. I'm going to go this way, you go that way, like, we'll <laughs> so, meet back up at dinner and see if we get past yeah, this. <laughs> like, let's take a break, let's, let's work on some stuff, let's, let's talk about the book, and we, we dealing with some things. So, uh, yeah, so it's, we took a break, it took us about two years to write that one, and um, what, what we did, we sat down and talked about what we wanted to talk about, because 
we call the book Deciding to Love because we believe love is a decision. It's not mm -hmm. always a natural feeling. It's, you're not going to always feel like loving each other. You're not going to always feel like forgiving. So you make, <laughs> you make the decision to say, this is what I'm going to do. And it just talks about you know, overcoming some of the frustrations and things that you deal with in your relationship and really how to evolve. And what we learned in that book is really something that singles can read as well. Because really what we learned in the process, the core of it is really self-love. It's really nurturing yourself and mind, body, and spirit to be healthy and happy enough to really work through a successful relationship. Yeah. And it's really the core and the foundation of a healthy marriage. And I think a lot of people, they get married, they get in relationships because they're looking for the other person to feel them. And that's where the frustration comes. That's where gonna the happen. frustration comes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you find out, oh, you cannot do it. I thought you were gonna make me happy ever after. <laughs> you know? It's like, huh, you working my nerves. <laughs> but, and I think that's, that's an important part of a relationship. Like you said, it's choosing to love someone because yeah. you have to, one, you have to know what that dark side of that person is mm -hmm. and then make a decision. Can I deal with that? Mm -hmm. And if I can deal with that, I can deal with the rest of this. But you have to you have to learn to love the ugly sides of people and find out if that's going to work in your relationship. Does the ugly side outweigh the pretty side? Mm -hmm. And again, it just it takes a lot of that self work, a lot of that yeah. personal time and learning yourself to know you know, this is what I do wrong. This is when I'm grouchy. This is what I'm not good at. Like, this is what I'm great at. This is where I can benefit. But these things, don't ask me for that. I, I cannot provide that. And then again, it's being honest with yourself and saying, I'm not good at this part. Yeah. And, and really a big key to that. And what I discovered is the more I learn to love myself and really connect with who I am with self-love self-care mind body and spirit the more I was able to love him and not be as resentful and critical of him mm -hmm. and, and it all balanced out because it's like oh you're not because a lot of that you know complaining and criticizing your spouse and comparing it comes from a lack of your own internal self-love and you not feeling good enough, you know, or adequate enough. And so really embracing that process was huge. Yeah. Being able to love and to love from a different standpoint. Yeah. Now, right now, online dating is huge. And you have online dating red flags. Um, what are some of the red flags that we should be looking at if you decide to do online dating? Well, I think really, I think some of the things you, you need to be sure on what it is you're looking for on online dating. A lot of women go to online dating and they're ready for marriage. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> sign me up, give me the ring, let's go down the aisle, you know? Right. But there are so many guys 
on online dating and they want to just have fun. They're not really ready for marriage. Some of them just want, you know, a sexual relationship. They may not always want a commitment. And so I think, first of all, aligning with what it is you want and connecting with people who are like-minded, who want some of the same things. I think that's one of the big keys to online dating. And just taking your time and having the process of it because it's just, I don't know why people forget that social media is, these are still strangers. So if you yeah. met somebody on the street, <laughs> you know, and you walk up to them, <laughs> are you going to walk up to them and say, so tell me about your career. How long have you been doing this? And what did, you know, you, it's a process. It's a, yeah. it's a slow process. And I think people be wanting to get the interview. It's like a job interview and they want <laughs> to move fast. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. And that's guys we're 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 taken away when that happens mm -hmm. so it's like we feel like you're now diving into us too quickly yeah. and that's not what i was looking for so it's it's kind of it's a toss-up because people say well you don't know that you ask the questions but then it's like so when do you ask the questions and my thought has always been it should be a natural progression yeah. like it should happen naturally we shouldn't be having a wedding conversation in three days. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if you're going to meet my mom. So talking about weddings right now is really not the best thing to do. And I think but some women get some women get thrown off because they'll send a question. Hi, how are you doing? And they're like, when is he going to respond? When is he going to say something? Why is he not talking? So they kind of like, oh, well, he's not interested. Well, do I need to move on? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's too much in it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I'm still old school. Why? Why not just pick up the phone and talk? <laughs> call, I, me, call me. It'd be more natural for I, I, conversation. So for me, text messages are the devil because you you get a text. Now from the text, you're associating that text with whatever demeanor you think the person may be in or whatever demeanor they were in in the last conversation. And it's like, oh, so you're still mad. I said, good morning. Like, how is that me being mad? You don't normally say good morning. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's just, it's, it's so much easier. And especially the arguments. I, I tell you, you never have an argument through a text message. Like, if there's a disagreement, stop texting, pick up the phone, settle it. Because again, you're reading the text and the voice that you think that person has. And it's like, well, you had an attitude. Exactly. Like that wasn't the attitude. That was literally just me asking a question. Like, so are you going to be the one to pick out dinner tonight? Like that's, that's not an attitude. I think, I think this technology, the modern day way of doing things gets in the way of a lot of relationships. Yeah. Cause I mean, I just think, I'm, I, like I said, old school, it worked just to be, I remember being on the phone with my husband for hours when we were dating, just talking, just talking to the point to where it was like we fall asleep on the phone. <laughs> mm -hmm. But nowadays, <laughs> it's like if you're not texting, you're FaceTiming, or you, you know, it's just like, can I just hear your voice and just feel, just listen to your spirit a little bit? You know? It's it's so it's so different and. Yeah. Like even with that technology wise, um, 
some of the things that we've talked with other guys about is having like a cutoff time for technology. So at a certain time, like there's no more phones, no more phones, no more iPads, no more computers. Like there needs to be personal time that's disconnected from everyone else that like to me is not important. Like if you're not in the house at this hour, you're not important. Right. So it's, I feel like it's important to just have a cutoff time and then say everyone else can wait until tomorrow. Yes. Like, I feel like that's super, super, super important. Very now, important. I hate to say that and then ask the next question. <laughs> so you <laughs> you have the Rain Power Show, which is on YouTube, um, which is technology based. And most of us watch YouTube at home late at night. Um, how did how did you convert into the YouTube channel? And how are you seeing the responses come back? Because we get into YouTube arguments and we start debating and discussing back and forth. And it's like, you got an opinion, you got an opinion. We're in the comment section, gone at it. Like, <laughs> how, how are you finding that working for you? You know what? I, so I'm really working more on that YouTube channel. A lot of my content started on Facebook videos that were later reproduced for YouTube. And then, cause I do a lot of live videos on Facebook and then they go into YouTube. But mm -hmm. one of the things I'm learning with the YouTube channel is it, I love the YouTube community. First of all, I'm like the number, that's like my favorite app. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have the, uh, what is it? The, the Prime uh, yeah. membership <laughs> for YouTube. Cause I'm <laughs> always on YouTube. And, um, and and really i love how i can just really connect with the audience and people go back and forth and they say oh my god like for instance i did a video and and it was about you don't want to be the other woman and it was just encouraging women not to be the side chick don't settle for that and i had a lot of feedback a lot of comments and some women even came out and said i am a side chick and i've been with this man you know people become very transparent and they really want advice so i think it's it's a beautiful community to really connect with you know people on youtube and and even the comments and all of that yeah one of the big things i find myself telling the females that are in my life especially when they get into that other woman situation is like he's not going to leave that okay. person because there's there's nothing saying me or her. Right, exactly. If, if you don't say me or her, he's gonna continue having both. So it's, and you know, cause I break guy code and heartbeat. I do not care. Like it's, <laughs> okay. like it's happening. Like you're, you have to have a end game and the end game has to be, I'm not going past this point. Cause it's already uncomfortable being in a situation in the first place. Right. So now you're that side chick and it's like, why do you want to be there? Exactly. Why do you want someone giving you the leftover time and then making you think that you actually have the bulk of time? Like right. it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I always tell them you're waiting for them to make a choice about you. You need to choose you. You need to make the choice. Don't wait around. Cause it's like, they put the ball in his court. Like, well, I'm waiting for him. No, you make the decision, you know? Right. You, you take ownership. Yep. I always say, don't wait for the wrong person to do the right thing. 
Like it doesn't, it does not make sense. Yes. Cool. So how do we, I mean, I know we have your YouTube information so we can find you on there. Um, You also have a podcast. Yes, the Rainy Howard Show. We are on um, uh, Apple. We are on what uh, Spotify, yeah, iTunes, all the podcast streaming, and then we are going to be live on Facebook every Monday and Friday at eleven thirty a.m. So join me on the Rainy Howard page, and you can also go to my website, reallovexists.com. Get all the books there. I have a clothing line, rainyhoward.com. So yeah, Love doing it. some exciting things. Love it. Well, one, thank you for this interview because this is going to help some men. Because <laughs> again, really we. Love it. <laughs> I so, I, and I usually don't get a chance to speak with men audiences but i love your magazine i got a chance to check it out and all thank of the you. you guys are doing and so i'm gonna stay connected with you guys as well i appreciate it we'll, we'll definitely be sharing some of your stuff because it's important um again and i love the fact that you and your husband are doing it together um because there's a there's a generation of um, kids are adults at this point who were brought up in single family homes. And we don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. Which is why, you know, you just continue again, going into these toxic situations. You don't know what it looks like to have a healthy relationship. So when you see it, it's just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I need that. And you can't, everyone can't aspire to say, oh, I need a Barack or Michelle. Like it's just, yeah yeah while you love that relationship we look at it yeah we look at it like it's perfect and again relationships aren't perfect and the two of them they joke about the downsides of the relationship and you just have to know that you can go through these things and still have a great relationship so i love the fact you guys are doing this together yes thank you